graduated. So, um, anyway, we're on now. The uh, thanks for tuning in to the uh, Real Guy podcast. I uh, got a special guest in here tonight. I got Kristen Maselli, reggae girl on Instagram, world famous, getting lunkers in people's faces for years now, <laughs> and um, known this girl for an awful long time. And I'm glad she's in the Lunker Dog Studio tonight to uh, bang out a podcast. Thanks for coming in, Kristen. All right, definitely. <laughs> I got to show support. Yeah, no, you got to show support. You've been showing support for Lunker Dog and all the social media stuff we've been doing. Yep. For over a decade. Yep, I'm a big fan. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. And um, so, um, but yeah, the, the um, having Kristen in here is a big deal. And I'll tell you why it's a big deal is because so many people that live here in South Florida, Kristen and I were just talking about this, just don't get out there and um, do what they like to do. And you look at them and you wonder, you're like, why the hell wouldn't you just, you know, get out there, do real guy things, you know? And people just don't do it. We always talk about that. Now, Kristen, what... Um, that hashtag is get off the couch. Get off the couch hashtag? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how the hashtag thing even works? Yeah, hashtagging's like the thing. You got to do it. What do you mean? You can make up your own hashtags. <laughs> I got a bunch of them. You should know them. No, people <laughs> tell me to put like hashtag on my Instagram things and everything. So I do. I got no clue. And they work. People like hashtags. <laughs> you could, everyone knows Lunker Dog, Run That Dog, RTD. They're all hashtags. Uh, okay. How, do, <laughs> how does it? You just click on them, any hashtag, you just click on them, and you can see whoever's viewing it or whoever um, hashtag that anywhere all over the world, county, city. Just I never click right on it. I never click on hashtags. you got to click them and see, and you could see just thousands of people that have tagged Run That Dog. or. Yeah, no, Chip told me that uh, Run That Dog spelled out run that hashtag run that dog got like i don't know how many thousand or whatever yeah people. i made up my own run that frog does it work yeah <laughs> top water frog run that frog <laughs> so Kristen, uh now you're your your kids are getting a little bit older now but you're you're a mom of what two two and how old are they now my daughter will be 20 and my son's 11 okay so you still got 11 year old now one of the things I think that everybody, you know, like us that are into fishing, whether you're fishing for snakeheads and mudfish and clownfish <laughs> and whatever the heck you guys else are doing <laughs> in those lily pads with the frogs, but it really doesn't matter what you're fishing for. All of us, all of us go through life and we have to pick and choose where we spend our time and how we spend our time. Definitely. And how you're raising your kids too. Right. I look at your Instagram and I see the fish. You know, yeah. like today, big mudfish, you know, two days ago is the peacock, you know, and then you just tell me that you caught some tarpon and stuff like that. Yep. And um, so through Instagram, like I know because I'm into fishing, how much time, energy, dedication. Um, Putting that time in. Right. That's another hashtag. Check that one out. <laughs> Put the time in. <laughs> Putting the time in. <laughs> now, how do you how do you how do you manage that with an 11 year old? And uh, how did you manage when, you know, you on social media? No, like or just like, fishing. Well, you got to pay the bills. You got a job and everything. Yeah, you got to pay. Well, I carry all my fishing rods in the car. I stop wherever I see water. Take the time, get out of the car, fish. 
take my kids with me. All right, so you like you'll just be rolling around. And you'll see like a little body of water, and you I'll get just stop and try to hit it. Yeah, see what's in there. So kind of all right. So what do you get the setups? You got your combos in the car. I got you? all my combos. I got my lunker dog rod. <laughs> that thing sl- slays the snakeheads. My um, boyfriend stole it from me, so he's kind of using it now. But yeah, I got that. I got so my it's that's the lunker dog prepod series rod. Yeah, the smaller one. Yeah, and it's good for snakeheads. It's good for snakeheads. Yeah. Why? Because it's you know it's solid. It's got that fast action. You need a action. solid. Yeah, you need a solid rod when you catch big snakeheads. Yeah, I never even. I've never caught a snakehead. What? I will take you out. You'll catch a big one. You'll see what I mean. Now I see them. Everybody <laughs> tells me they're badass, but I haven't done it. Well, you like tarpon, so you'll like snakehead too. I'm going to take you tarpon fishing soon. Yeah. Let's go. You and the worm. I'm ready. You, me, and the worm. We're going to go out tarpon fishing in Biscayne Bay. Yes. And we're going to fish in the city lights. Now that'll be a good hashtag. What? <laughs> Fishing with the Grom. No. What do you call her? The worm. The worm. Yep. The worm. Fishing with the worm. She's <laughs> 13 now, and uh, she still likes the uh, the nickname, the worm, so I reckon that's going to stick. That's great. And keep her in fishing, because that's great for girls. There's not enough girls representing. There are, no, but no, there's real not. girls. There's not. There's not. There's, there's not, not enough representing. And one of the things that I get asked constantly, you know, like uh, the kid goes to St. Anthony's, and then that's been my parish since, you know, I was mm-hmm. a kid. And, you know, the other moms, especially moms, more so than the dads, believe it or not, that that's what they want to know. They ask me constantly, you know, how do I, you know, keep the phone out of the kid's hand and the fishing rod in the kid's hand? Yep, F- social media, Fortnite, all the v- games, they're all addicted to it. Right, and, and and the moms, you know, they're having a problem with it, and they either, what I think is I think the moms don't think that they can go out there and fish with the kid. Yeah, well, they have to know how, because that could be like a very rough day fishing with kids who don't know how to fish. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, like. That's like you said, putting in the time. You got to help them do the, not tie the knots, put the bait on. But it's not a, it's not a, like a, a, a dad thing. My my mom taught me first about fishing. We lived on a little mill pond in Massachusetts before we moved here. That's good. Yeah, if, if some of the moms want to fish and get their kids out there, that's great. She'd bring me down the hill. We put the bread balls on the bobbers and we'd catch <laughs> brim. You know. Yeah. And you know that that's where it started. And then you know, thank God my dad got into the big time sport fishing. And then you know, I was fortunate enough to have that. But I think a lot of the women out there think that it's a guy thing and that you know. Yeah. Well, for years, when women have been treated that way around fishing arenas, like earlier in the years, you know, thinking that women can't, you know, fish. Which is, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. You have to learn. It's a learning process all the time. I'm always learning. What do you think about, um, I'm not going to say the names, but what do you think about the, um, the G-string fishing chicks? <laughs> I mean, does that bug you at all? Um, not, it does, it doesn't bug me in a way, like, it's not a jealous way of talking about it, but, yeah, they have great bodies, you know, they look good, you know, more power, I love a beautiful woman, I'm not going to deny that, you know, um, but some of the time you can just think, really, did they catch that fish? In my head, really, you want to know what I'm thinking, is yeah. I'm thinking, in my Kristen <laughs> head, is, holy shit, those girls make, their makeup looks so good, 
their hair's perfect. Like, you know, if you just reeled in a freaking tarpon or a kingfish or you're going to be sweating. Right. Everywhere sweating a slimy down your back. Right. You're not feeling too pretty. Your hair's blowing all salty or, you know, you've just been out there <laughs> drinking. Right, so, so you're giving those. Uh, what I'm saying is. You're giving them props for looking good. They look good, yeah, they're pretty, and some of them can fish. There's some hardcore girls I know can fish out there. Yeah, I mean, now there's some good-looking chicks that can fish, but it bugs me a little bit. It bugs a lot of people. It bugs me, and the reason it bugs me is because I know a bunch of chicks, not a bunch, but I know some chicks like you, you know, that are actually into the sport. They would do it if Instagram was never around. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I wanted to get... Um, them specifically on the podcast because, you know, what else can I do? I mean, it bugs me to think that, you know, my 13-year-old girl, because of Instagram, would think that a G-stringer <laughs> has a perception of, you know, yeah. a, a good female fisherman. Yeah. Do you know who Sandra McMillan is? Sandra McMillan? Yeah. Then. I want to get her on the podcast, too. You know, like, we run around our pickup trucks and everything. Uh-huh. And... You know, I got the 20-foot skiff, and, you know, we're, mm-hmm. not, we're not exactly flashy. <laughs> not that Sandra's flashy, but she's got one of those 63 Spencers. Nice. Yeah, like the big fancy sport fish. It's and called she likes to fish? Oh, my God, she's a fishing nut. So we should meet. You should meet. <laughs> you should meet. I have a couple, one girlfriend who I fish with a lot, two girls that are like real girls. I should have brought them, but they're busy. Yeah, dude. But there's only two girls that really will go out and, you know, just hang out all day and fish and not complain. Just So you got two friends that are girls. Two girls that slay. They'll do that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Because and they're good. You, they're great. A lot of guys don't have two guy friends. They could actually go out there and do it. And That's true. Well, everyone's so worried about being in someone else's spot. This whole social media thing. And it's like, you know what? Some of these kids, I read their Instagrams and I laugh because I'm like, I grew up here. Like, <laughs> I know where the hell you are by the little bush in the behind you. Like, right. You know, people are just fighting over spots and there's so many fish, you know, just go and fish. Have a good time. I don't know. I think, I think, That's I think, the part that bothers me of social media is everyone is after each other. That's my spot. Your spot. I know that spot. It's like, of course you do. It's a small town. We all know the spot. <laughs> you know the spot. I, I don't know. I, I think the way that uh, I think the way that uh, kids post, let's say, younger than thirty, mm-hmm. are a lot different than the way kids post older than thirty. Not kids anymore, older than thirty, but people. And um, like, I don't know. Like, I I, I see the kids post. There's like this vindictive mm-hmm. slyness to it that you just don't see, you know, with the older crowd, or at least not as much. Yeah, it's a different generation. And they actually think that they're like, they believe all of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nuts. And yeah. that's another thing that bugs me about the G-string type chick fishermen. Because one of the things that I noticed, <clears throat> and this was like, dude, a while ago, eight, nine years ago, is, you know, having the YouTube presence and doing the YouTube videos where you really didn't think anybody was going to really see them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people saw them, and there are a whole bunch of kids. And yeah, some of the videos... Watching vid- all that. Yeah, and some of the videos we did were totally nuts. 
And the character that I played was totally nuts. And of course the kids loved it because it was totally nuts. But on the other hand, um, we changed big time when we found out that, you know, the 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds were getting their moms and dads and say, hey, watch this guy. I want to go fishing with him or I want to do yeah. this. And then, you know, we eliminated a lot of the cursing, you know, some of the stuff that was way out of line. But, um, you know, I mean, we changed dramatically. That's good, though. you got to have a good image and represent to the youth, you know. But the G-Stringer, they're getting... Yeah, the G-Stringers, you know, what? it's always been around for years, you know, sex sells, you know. Yeah. Men yeah. like to look at women. Well, dude, we all know that. Especially and women like to look at men, but, you know, they should have men wearing G-Strings on the boats and stuff. That would be, like, really good. <laughs> you get twice Hashtag. The, you get twice the, the, <laughs> twice the amount of G-Stringer fans. It's just how it's always been. It's the way of the world. The woman, you know, men like to see that. They, You know, I, I don't... I don't think badly of it. You know, I look at them. I check. I follow a lot of them. I don't. I try to look beyond the body, but I'm looking at the body and I'm a woman like, wow, no one's focusing on that nice tarpon you're holding or that snook or. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on the viewer, what the viewer likes. Well, I just don't think that those G stringers would actually be doing all that without social media. Like, yeah, like, would you? Would you fish any less if you couldn't post stuff on social media? No, I would. No, I wouldn't care. I fish all the time. Right, and I I, I fish in my work clothes. <laughs> That's class. You'll see on my page. I'm just I'll just stop and fish Fi in my and fishing in your work clothes is class. And if you look at like the real old fishing photos, the black and white. I love those with the ladies with the long skirts. Right, and the guys in the ties and everything. Love it. Well, mom wanted me to do that. I would totally do that. <laughs> You like should make like a spoof video all of it. The time? Like the, you would do it all the time? If I could fish in regular clothes. No, <laughs> not all the time. Dude, you know the dry cleaning bill would it's be my, on that? <laughs> my nice shoes get all dirty. I just have to take them off and go barefoot for a while. I remember the uh, <laughs> the last I remember of anybody like, you know, trying to look good um, like that and pose in front of fish were in the old days down here at ADOC. And down there by Los oh, Olas, yeah. when they'd have the big hammerheads strung up there on the nail. Oh, definitely. And then the you all know, the girls with their the, bikinis. Right, and right, right, right. On their beach cruisers. <laughs> I know, growing up on Fort Lauderdale Beach, if was any, the best. Oh yeah, definitely the best. But if anybody knows something about g-stringers, it's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Male and female. <laughs> I might have had a couple, but not like the whole thing, the whole ass out. I had some pretty decent ones but I, I, no, you know what even if i did have this hot gorgeous hot body packing you know i right. still don't think i would be able to fish like in the middle of a lake in miami with a bikini on like some of these spots i know they're fishing at like in kendall and <laughs> down in the ghetto and homestead right <laughs> and i'm like and I fished in those spots. I'm like, isn't she getting bit by? I'm thinking in Kristen's head, she's got to be getting bit by mosquitoes. And how could she strip down in that area? It's filthy. Like, <laughs> there's like carcasses of peacocks on the side, like needles. Oh. I, I mean, I don't get it. But so not, I don't know. More power to the pretty girls. And there's a lot of them that can catch some fish. They're an angler. Right. Is um, an angler? Go put him on because I hit record oh. again. <laughs> as an angler have another beer um I yeah got, as got, an I, got, I don't have a ton of beer but we got at least a couple three more we're on there, some so. Michelob ultra 
Well, Here, I'm, cheers, salute. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. And, and don't think like I'm against G-strings, period. Oh, come on. I mean, you I like lo- how they look. Abs- You're probably ghost peeking in all those. Ghost peeking my ass. We, Lamont, <laughs> Lamont and I have been riding down A1A. <laughs> Started off on skateboards, then graduated to BMX bikes, then we finally got cars. Now he's still doing it. We're freaking 52 years old. And, I mean, looking at G-strings is phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, you, know, you just roll down the beach, talk about whatever, <laughs> the G-stringers are walking by. But I wanted to get it off my chest. And, um, I hear it often, though. A lot of guys that, you know, like like you said, the older, maybe guys over 40s, 30s, 40s, they all say the same thing. What do they say? The same thing, like the like the G-string thing, the looking hot, they, they holding bring, the fish, you know. And they're not sure how to they're take it. They're not into it, really. I mean, they say the same thing. Oh, I like it. looks good, but. Well, you know what? It, you know, I mean, without a doubt, what it does is it gets clicks and views. Of course. And then they're and, repping. They're rep- representing a brand. or Right. And every single one of those people, you know, have that. And they're trying to make money doing that. Did you ever hear the O'Gorman story? No. But I, you know what? More power to the people that are making money on YouTube and they're doing their thing. I have mucho respect for everyone that's doing it. You know, whether, whatever, however they're representing themselves, whether it's good or bad. I mean, they're doing their thing and that's it. But. No, I wish them all the best. Social media, the world is right now is social media, and people have figured out how to make money on social media. So Absolutely. money money is the root of all evil. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons we but don't. people want money. Well, that's one of the reasons Lamont and I don't do so much YouTube anymore. Mm-hmm. Because. That's a lot. That's a job. Well, like, like we did YouTube. Like, we were taking advantage of YouTube because we were catching these crazy fish in Fort Lauderdale on the boats, and then, you know, we'd have our crazy mm-hmm. slang and everything. And, great, we wanted to do, do YouTube. But we wanted to do YouTube because we were having fun, and Lamont was into shooting and into Definitely. cinematography and all that. So, you know, we just did it. It wasn't about, you know, how many clicks can we get or can I make money about it. And, and I don't... And I and I get it. If, the, if the mentality of it was different, but it was two different things. Like Lamont's a content maker. The people that are surviving on YouTube are YouTubers. Yeah. So like in fishing, um, without a doubt, if you want to be a YouTuber and make money from YouTube, you have to. Well, g-strings good. <laughs> sharks are great. Catch a bunch of sharks. Goliath groupers are great. Catch a bunch of Goliath groupers. Um, rays. Turtles, manatees, all phenomenal for views. Mm-hmm. Peacock bass fishing is good for viewing. Peacock bass is pretty good. Peacock bass is pretty good. But the more niche you get, like fly fishing for tarpon, the lesser the audience. Mm-hmm. And the further beat down that content gets because it doesn't um, trigger in the algorithms. So the more, let's I don't want to call it, I'll call, call it fake. I don't give two dams. What are they going to do? I got no sponsors. No one kick my ass or anything. I'll call <laughs> it fake. So the more fake stuff is, you know, promoted by Google or by YouTube mm-hmm. because it gets more views so they can charge more per click. Exactly. And that, and that's kind of, and that's kind of, you know, the kind of way it's going. And the people paying for their ads running through and stuff. It's all a big circle. And then you wonder, like, why, do, why, why am I even doing this? You know, we're before... You did it because you touched people that were into sport fishing, boats, or whatever the heck, you know, turned them on to the videos. Definitely. You know. 
There's so, still some good watch out there, good videos here and there if you Google around. I'm not a big Google person. I do love Instagram. I like to see all the pictures, you know, keep in touch with what's going on out there. You know, I like nature, all that stuff. But the whole fishing arena, too, you know, that's fun on Instagram. Instagram, I think. I feel Facebook's more family. It's like my family page. Right, right. Like I'm not cursing. I'm not. Like I, do, I do very good on Facebook. Um, that's more because of my clients. Definitely. And Facebook has a nice following of fishing groups. Right. A lot of big groups where you can get on, post pictures, and meet What's other people. Well, like, I'll give you a quick little... And these are people enjoying photos of the fish they're catching. They're right. local people. They have a loop of people they want to yeah, show they're it to. Yeah, groups. There's some good groups that I'm in like, on there that I enjoy. The people I took last night, you know, um, were referred by some people that I took two weeks ago. You know, these people from Charleston got tight networks yeah and you put them on that huge tarpon but dude you should have seen the trip that the his friends went on they went like five or seven on those big boys nice but anyway um they catch the fish you put it on facebook live then you know yeah. and then they'll um they go home and they watch it themselves live then they reach out to the people that are closest to them exactly and then send it to them and Facebook works really good because then the people can actually see what the experience was and they'll actually pick up the phone or email me and then we go tarpon fishing. Yeah, Facebook's great. I mean, definitely. But, it, it, but it's definitely older. Yeah. It's Inst a different. Instagram, I think, um, you know, like if you're into fishing, especially like you, mm -hmm. I mean, that's more like every day something that you can participate and do. And mm -hmm. then you can look back at your Instagram and mm -hmm. be like, wow. You, know. you could go live on Instagram, too. Yeah, I'm starting to do some live Instagram stuff. My Instagram thing's blowing up, and I don't even know how to do it. Oh, my God. We, like i got to give you a lesson. I'm missing trips and stuff. I know leave, all the tricks. They leave, me no. <laughs> they leave me messages. I see it like three weeks later. Oh, no. <laughs> You'll pick up a lot of people on Instagram. Oh, heck, yeah. There's a, a Dude, I know some guys. It's all they do is Instagram. But um, it I just depends on the level you want to get to, you know, if you want a bunch of clients, if you want to just do it every day or weekend well, or, you know, it's all the opportunities there for whatever level you're at. Uh, I wish this opportunity was there when 10 years ago when I was starting, you know, to mm -hmm. build the book, because then it wouldn't have taken me 10 years to build the book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's people that are just learning Instagram and they're in their 50s and. So what's up with Reggae Girl? Where'd you come up with that name? Reggae Girl, well. Just because, like, you're the reggae I'm fan? I'm the reggae. <laughs> I, you know, I'm big Just re big reggae fan for years and years and years, like, way, way back. Who's your fave? My favorite yeah. right now? Or a couple faves, maybe. Um, I really like Stephen Marley. Yeah? I like the Mar of the Marleys. A lot of Damian Marley's really good. I'm still old school. I still like my old school Gregory Isaacs and... Buju and I like it all. You're you're like you're I'm I'm pretty much roots girl. Yeah, you're kind of I'm in the same. It's just been my thing forever, you know, my escape. Hold on one second. Want a fresh one? Yeah. I Might love, as well. I love drinking beers and doing podcasts. <laughs> Not quite as much as I love fishing. Pretty soon I'll be in a g-string on the table. No, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, James. <laughs> we get a we get a, we get a different podcaster for that one. Mm -hmm. The, <laughs> but no, the uh, it, it's true. Like I like doing uh, YouTube because that was the time Lamont and I got to spend together. 
And most people, like you know Lamont and I have been best friends yeah. since we were kids. Forever. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the social media audience, they don't know that. No, they don't. Yeah. But what am I, one of the things I miss about YouTube is I don't spend all that time with Lamont. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I a lot. YouTubing's a lot. You have well, to get the video, edit. Hours and hours and hours of just shooting. And then Lamont will go home. And spent hours and hours and hours editing, putting in the music, and then, you know, making it right for Google and blah, 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 blah. But I think I missed that a heck of a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you expect, you, you, I, turned, I turned 51 the other day. And uh, you start looking at life. A little different. A lot different. Things that you thought were totally irrelevant, you realize now are some of the most important things in life. Like the few real friendships that you might have. Yeah. Or like the And think about how many really good ones do you have? I have two really good ones that have been for years, but you know, it's just a different age right now, people I, growing up. I think two's I think and if you, you, know I think what? If you got two life that's good. is very short. I've been in the medical field. I'm a nurse. I've worked with the aging. I've worked I've worked in hospice. I've seen a lot. You know, right. Um, in a, on a spiritual level, too, like I meditate, I do my thing, you know, but life is short. And I think as you get older, you learn a lot of wisdom, really, about things. And when you see a lot and you're out, like getting off the couch, you're exposing yourself, you're meeting people, you're going places, you know, that's the best way to figure out life. You know, what, what am I doing? Am I going to sit home every weekend on the couch and do nothing and complain? Right. Am I going to, you know, get up and figure out what I can do, hang out with my kids? I, like, always have a plan. I try to have a plan, live, live, you know, day by day. See, I, 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 People don't live like that. They're fast-paced, this, money, bills. I think there's a big message in that, in reggae music. It's very positive. Right. It's a positive message. It's always positive. And, um... If you're it's into, a vibe, you know? Yeah, if you're into reggae, it'll put you in... A different state of mind. Right, it'll put you in the state of mind that'll let yourself... And it's not like, oh, you're just smoking big joints all day and no, being a reggae... Pr- it's not about that. People, you know, don't want to judge, put titles on things when they see, but, you know, music is music. But I think I think you and I have the same taste in reggae music. Yep, definitely. And, but... um I tell you, who I'm I'm listening a lot more now that I'm older. Is like uh, Nicole always liked Gregory mm-hmm. Isaacs, so we played that a lot. But Barry's Hammond, Barry's Hammond, you know, like some there's of a lot of new good ones. I I really like Jakir. I like all the you know. There's some really good stuff. Al Barossi's old school. Just saw him, and I go. You know what? I go to concerts. I don't miss. I've been going to concerts since I'm fifteen. I don't miss any. Re- I go to all the reggae shows. Really? Yeah. I'm jealous. I go. You know Laura Van Epps, my friend Laura. Of course I know Laura. We don't. We do not miss a show. I mean, Van e- Laura Van Epps. Not just because it's trendy and it's like whatever. It's like we've been doing it for so many years, well, and it's an you. escape. <laughs> I, want, I want them to know that Freshwater Rob is Laura Van Epps. Brother. Yeah. Well, then you realize, we're yeah. On the re- yeah, this is the Real Guy podcast. These people know I Freshwater love me some Rob. Rob. 
right? Now the Van Apps are, are phenomenal. So that's 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 your reggae partner. You guys that's go to my, all the That's my ride or die, yeah, forever. What's but the yeah. last one you went to? We just went to Alborosi. When? Uh, last weekend oh, that's in awesome. Miami. Very good. Before that, we did uh, Stephen Marley. Okay. We did Stephen Marley, all the Marleys, the Kaya Festival. It's a big, huge. So, all. So you're getting a reggae in? It's all of Bob Marley's sons, and they all come together every year at the Kaya Festival in Miami, and they just represent their dad. Right. And it's awesome. I haven't been to a reggae. And they each sang one of their dad's songs, and it's amazing that they sound like Bob. It's just like if you're into reggae, it's... It's well, I think I think if you have Bob's message and truly have his message, you'll sound like him. And the message is good if you listen to the the words. Right, right. My kids grew up on reggae. That my eleven year old can probably sing you all the reggae. Songs. <laughs> well, I, I I tell you where. Um, but I like it because the message is good in it if you listen. Where where we um really. Where I really got to understand reggae was in um, the Abacos. Because my dad bought the house there. Um, and I was young, you know, like. Yeah, that island vibe. Right. Well, you know, and then you're, you're listening to the what the Bahamians are listening to. And then you come home and then, you know, you listen to what we're listening to. And then you go back and then you listen to what they're listening to. And you, come, and you realize you miss that music. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, you bring it back with you. Definitely. And back then we were doing it on cassette tapes. So like I know. the band. I remember the cassette tape. Remember the cassette? T those were great. The band would be playing at the little tiki bar in uh, Treasure Key where we had the house. Uh huh. And they always had a full band that would play. Nowadays, you might, if you're lucky, to get a one-man band. But anyway, they have a full band, and we would just record with the cassette because you couldn't get the music. And then we'd come <laughs> home and we bring it. And uh, then yeah. And then we had it. So, um, and then of course the stuff that was coming out, um, you know we would get they know, actually like the there's a guy offshore who's got a reggae fishing the adventure you can go out on it they play reggae and that's i think it's offshore fishing they have like jerk chicken they feed you and stuff so you do a i have never done it but it's a guy who's i think i want to say he's more north I, I forget the name of it but it's like the whole reggae <laughs> fishing excursion thing it's pretty cool are you sure he's not just like no, he's a real fisherman. No, that's, he's not a real fisherman, but is he just masking that oh. maybe certain types of people might want to do that trip <laughs> as opposed to another captain? Well, you know, reggae sells too, just like sex. I'm not talking about reggae. People when people get on my boat and they want to oh. know if they can smoke. Oh, if they want to burn one on the boat. <laughs> so is that guy? Do you let them? No. <laughs> I, I tell them I don't want to know what they're doing. Are we? We're live on a pod now. Don't say it. Well, I would just say, I don't, I don't know. What I, that's that's none of my business. They what, just ask, hey, you think we can burn one on the. But I never I wouldn't I never bring it up and I discourage it. It's not, you know, it's not normal or anything like that. And I've had I've had kids, you know, burn one on the <laughs> boat before. But um, yeah, it's not normal. But maybe that guy's <laughs> charter. Maybe that's like a marketing angle for him where he's like, hey, well, I'll get the 420 friendly crowd to go fishing with every day. Blast some reggae. <laughs> I'm sure he's got the tourist in from West Virginia. They're like, oh, it's a reggae boat. Maybe, maybe he's a real Rasta captain. Like you roll up and homeboy's up there. <laughs> There's a, they're making money. Is that guy local? I think so. I'll have to Google it. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. It is true, though. I've heard of him. Somebody sent me a picture of it a while ago, but I never, like, looked into it. But he definitely has, like, a reggae fishing excursion thing. <laughs> I, got a, I got a pretty good uh, reggae playlist on Spotify. Nice. And I took my time with it. That's good. Well, like, you know, people We should play it later. We'll play it right now. <laughs> the uh, the uh, people, um, they do those playlists, right? Mm-hmm. And they think they know what they want on there before they make the playlist. And I don't think that's the way you make a playlist. I'm not on Spotify too much. I do have a lot of stuff on there, but I've got the iPlay music and iTunes. But you made your playlist on there. Mm-hmm. See, I think a playlist... Is like an evolution. And you can share it with other people, just like on Spotify. See, I think a playlist is an ev- I'm gonna. I'm not going to play my play. I'm going to let you check SoundCloud's it out. SoundCloud's cool, too. I don't, I don't do, I, I do Spotify and um, iTunes. And that's where the um, podcast, that's where most of the podcasters are. We get, we get, the, other, we get the other platforms, <laughs> too. But the, the most people who listen to the podcast are iTunes and um, Spotify. All right. Of course, I can't find it. I told you, like I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> when it comes to the phone and stuff. First, I can't see anymore, so th- that's tough. And then I don't know how to use any of the apps. There it is. All right, here. You check, need a check out my playlist. Oh, all right, let's check it out. That's pretty. Oh, the first song is my right. That's your dog. Is my ringtone. Is it really? Night nurse. Really? Call me and let it ring. It'll play. Night nurse. <laughs> All right, so that's that the, was meant to be. That's the first one on the playlist. All right, that's my tune. But that's um. <laughs> that's I'm impressed. Well, I'm just saying. I thought Yellow Man, he's still around. Do you know Nicole and I got in the biggest fight at the Yellow Man concert down there? I think they call it Revolution now. I oh, you did. <laughs> oh, horrible. I don't want to get into that. Oh no. But anyway, um. You probably deserved it. And that was probably one of the last reggae shows I went to. But well, we'll go to one, Lamont, all of us. Uh, Lamont and Busaka went to um, Burning Spear. I guess they were in town not too long ago. Oh, I miss Burning or, Spear. They're the best. Yeah, and I, I missed it. Um, but anyway, they went and they ran into a high school friend, Martha Bennett. You know Martha? Yeah, very so well. She was there. So then they ended up hanging out and doing the thing. I love my Martha. Yeah. she. You know, she was in my graduating class. Yeah, Martha's a great lady. Love Martha. Yeah. The... Um, you were telling me you got into the uh, small tarpon the other day. Yeah, I did. Got my new John boat, took it out, treated myself at Bass Pro. <laughs> I want to hear about the John boat a little bit. Yeah, it was nice. So I took it in there, second cast. I was just playing around with some light tackle. Right. And bam, thought I caught maybe a peacock or something. It was a slow pull at first. And then when I realized what I had, the tarpon just jumped up and flipped around was nice probably like 20 pounds maybe 25 how long you had the john boat i just got it last saturday so you got the john boat last saturday and then i took it out the next day and that's when they got the tarpon yep (laughs) that's class yep see that's real guy stuff but i lost that thing man i was i was pouting like the whole day and then i uh we hooked on another one jumped it but we made up for it we caught a bunch of peacock bass well if you want to tarpon fish a lot yeah, you're going to take me. Right, I'm going to take you, me, you, and the worm. <laughs> but you can't pout. 
I won't pout because it never ends with the tarpon. They keep doing that to you. They're smart. They're 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 badass, and they keep kicking your ass. And it doesn't matter how long you fish for them. Even those little twenty-five pounders, they're fun. Oh, they're the best. And I had it close to the boat. I'm like, all I'm thinking in my head is if I land this thing on this light tackle, I'm gonna be happy, (laughs) and right spit it right out. I think heaven is probably a twelve-foot John boat and a twenty-pound tarpon. I mean, it's hard to get much better than that. Isn't that like classic? Y- yeah, that's. Yeah, that's my perfect day. That's my idea of a perfect day. So now, how do you do the jump boat? You you trailer the thing around like on a trailer? No, we put it right in the back of the truck. So it and fits. Just, it fits in the truck. It fits in the back of the truck. It's a twelve footer. I used to have one that would fit in the back. Got of a the little truck. trolling motor. And that's all you need. Yep. That's cool. I had one, I mean, we're going back 25 years ago that we could put in the back of one of my trucks. It's the best thing. You know what? In a lot of the spots we fish, it's little areas you can't get by foot where we know there's like a lot of stuff lurking in there. You got to roll down Tamiami Trail one time. Oh, definitely. And then you don't even know where you're going, but you got the John boat and the, and the truck. And then you roll down there and you see just a little pond or whatever. And you pull That's over. That's the best. I haven't done it in a long time. Like We should go. We'll take you. You can fit on it. On the jumbo? Three of us will fit. Hey, you know where Might I be a little tight, but. You were telling me you're fishing with Brian Sanders, right? Yeah, Captain Sanders. Yeah, that guy's a nice dude. I love me some Brian. You know, yeah. I got, I've gotten to know him pretty well. I mean, Great fisherman. I shouldn't say i gotten to know him pretty well. Anyway, he did LonkerCon here. What was that? I remember. I saw right? him at the last one. I'm and like. I, and I got to know him. And um, I guess Mike Lambrex from uh, the CCA constantly fishes mm-hmm. with uh, Sanders. So Sanders we're gonna, we wanted to get on the podcast, or at least Mike was asking Definitely. him. Right. Mike was like, dude, you t- tell Sanders to get on the podcast. And then Sanders was like, well, have him go. F- let's go fishing. And then we can talk about the days fishing on the podcast. Nice. Right? Well, I don't know if he can just sit around bullshit like you and I are doing. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, it's kind of natural because. You I know, because we've known each other for so long. Well, and, you know, <laughs> well, you know, I've only given one of those um, pre-pod rods to anybody. The rod? Yeah. I love it. And the reason I wanted you to have it is because I knew that you were like, would use it. And that, you know, you're going to be running around there. And actually, yeah. you know, fishing with it, it's as opposed great. to it's sitting in the closet somewhere and then bringing it out to brag oh. about it every once in a while. Carry it everywhere, but like I said, James kind of stole it, so he's been using it. But we share it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You got to share everything, <laughs> especially when it comes to fishing. Definitely. I don't even think I've used one of my own rods, and God, it's got to be going on a year now. There's so many here. Yeah, but these are for my clients. Except you see the big ones. Those are the uh, those are Fenora. Um, those fi- are some Mac Daddies. Those are thirties and fifties. I'm going out with Norm Beckoff on the twelfth. Really? To try to catch a boom island off the coast here. And do you uh, need me to do the videoing? If you want to go, you're more than welcome. Because <laughs> right now it's just him and I. I will totally go. June twelfth. Um, I want to say it's a Wednesday morning. And I don't have to fish on the 11th. I'm not going to book the 11th. And what are you guys going for? We're going to target Blue Marlin. Wow. It's it's really not that big of a deal out here. There's plenty of them out there to be caught. Have you ever caught one? I've never. I've caught. I have never even caught a sailfish, and I live in Fort Lauderdale. I, I did so much marlin fishing when I was a teenager and into my 20s that I almost 
like burnt myself out on it because my dad was big into it. That's great. Yeah. Plus, you got to know people that have boats and are doing the salty thing. I would love it. Well, you know, growing up, I just did a ton of it. You know, and then I did the tarpon and snook stuff. Yeah. You know, goofing around on our bikes and things like that. Now exactly. the tarpon and snook stuff is like almost. And you can still goof around on your, or walking around and just catch a tarpon or. Right. Which is the nice thing, you know, a little more brackish water. Right. Freshwater snook. We catch them a lot. But this, this whole podcast is kind of cool because it goes back. Like, we can talk on and on about stories and what we use and where we go and the John boat and the pickup trucks. Mm -hmm. And the other fools are sitting home and they're doing nothing. Nothing. A lot of people. We talk about this all the time at my house. What do you think the percentage of people that actually do shit compared to the people that don't? And I don't mean like occasionally do something. I mean either like you, a hobby. You either do stuff or an you, outlet. I call it an outlet. What are people's outlets in life? It's an outlet. Like, how do you unwind? What gets you? You know, what gets they, your motor ticking? What gives you? You know, what makes you happy? Well, are they doing stuff that we just don't relate to? Maybe or are they just doing possibly. nothing. Possibly, not everyone relates to fishing. So. Oh, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, my mom's always like, you're going fishing again? Yeah, that's what, I'll go. So I, I, I go up to University of Connecticut, right? And uh, I'm on the football team there. I'm like the only dude, oh, Ashton Mascaranis was also there. Oh. You remember him? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. But anyway, we only Florida kids up there. Um, and I would explain to the kids on the football team, when I go home on the summers, that I work t taking people fishing or doing marlin tournaments. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, as I go home, I said, then, you know, these marlin tournaments come, and then you get on the boat, and then you go to work, and then, you know, you take people marlin fishing. They could barely, like, get it. Like They didn't get it. It couldn't register in their head. Like, what do you mean? You know, that's what you're going to do for work this summer. You know, they're like going to work at like roadway package, so if, you know, filling <laughs> trucks and stuff. And I'm telling them we're doing fishing and they don't even like comprehend. Right. So talking about people don't relate. People it's a different really world. They're laid back, Connecticut. But I'm not buying the fact that they're doing stuff that I can at least from an outsider look in and say, oh, OK, that's what they're into. Well, let oh. me check out their Instagram and see what they're doing. They're doing nothing. Not much. <laughs> I'd say it's 80-20. 80 percent of the people out there like. That's a good. I'd say. 80-20. I'd say 80-20 is good. And I know a lot of people. I. You're like a social bug. I'm social. I grew up here. I've marketed in this town for years. I just know a lot of people. And, and Lisa's your twin sister. Yeah. Right. Lisa, my and twin. And she's social. She's so between the two of you, you guys pretty much know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we do. You guys well, you do. know why that is. I tell people because when we were young growing up, my mom was a single mom of three girls, two twins, and a you know, my dad left, right? Left her with two twin babies, three months old and a three year old, and she raised us alone in Fort Lauderdale, you know. And she was tough from Brooklyn, Italian, powerful lady you didn't mess with. I still don't mess with her. Good thinking. <laughs> My wife's that way, you know. <laughs> I don't miss her either. Yeah, right? We yeah. just, we grew up, you know, kind of poor. My mom, we had not much, so my mom had to get two jobs and 
she always made everything really fun and we were doing things making money that we didn't think were like selling people's garbage at the flea market stuff like that you know and she raised us that way to just get out be around you know be around people and then she got into real estate because she figured out how to make money doing that so we moved every year and we never lived in one house so i think that's how i look at it that i know so many people because i've lived in every neighborhood in fort lauderdale that's the reason you know so many spots i lived in this neighborhood i used to live on 17th road see i i didn't know you know where all you went i just knew you were local and, and that's how I just grew up here, just meeting so many people. For the longest time, I got you and your sister confused. You know? How can you confuse us? We well, yes, we, we're twins. We look nothing alike. And she... No, because it was somebody asking me. Oh. Oh, you do know Lisa? And I'm thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking of your face. Or they, you know, I say, oh, you yeah. know Kristen? And I'm like, yeah. Then I'm thinking like, And look Wait. what Lisa's, look what she's, look what my sister's she's doing. She's got passion. She's, she's doing a, stuff. She's... She's an ocean activist. She's look at her. Her murals are all over. She's painting. She owns the beach stoked on salt. She made the nicest stuff for the LonkerCon event two years ago. Yeah. And gave it away. And you should hook up. We do beach cleanup. She does all the beach cleanups. I I, I know they shut the pier for her. And then we do we have because her and her husband are Advent divers. He's an instructor. They have all the people coming um, over by the. What's that place? The Windjammer there? Right. Right. It's just a little bit by Commercial Pier. Well, I'll bump into her in the summer when we're fishing yeah. the beach and stuff. But I pay attention to her Instagram. So I know what the heck, you know. Uh, yeah. Stoked on salt. I check out what she's doing. Reggae girl. I check out what you're yep. doing. 80% of the other people, nothing. And we're out there. We're out there <laughs> doing our thing. Yep. 80% of people are, what are they doing? And that's uh, one of my slogans. You know, real guy. Real guys doing real things. Definitely. You know, real guys helping other real guys. Because I think, um, well, of course in fishing, you know, you see one guy like really trying and you know he's working at it. So, you know, you lend him a hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe you give him bait one day. Maybe you give him a tip or whatever or whatever. It, you know if he's working hard, you're going to help him. And I think probably the other sports, the other passions, the other hobbies that people have, there's something about... There's something about working hard that breaks down all barriers and makes one person want to help the other. Definitely. Because you can just see each other and you know, mm-hmm. you know what they're doing. You know what they're going through. You felt it. You do it yourself. You so got to give. You got to help people out there. Yeah, it's a real guys helping real guys. I mean, that's what we always say at our events and our podcast and anything else that we've always done. And... Um, you're going to always have your haters out there. There's always haters. There's always people. You know, that's a big topic. Haters. The hater know. the hater issue is like a big topic for a lot of people. I listen to a lot of the different podcasts, and they talk about, you know, how, to, how you handle the hate and all that. Well, 80% are the haters. <laughs> okay. I, I, I say it's 50-50. I say if you yeah. don't have haters, then you're losing half your audience. Yeah, that's I know true. 50, I know 50%. The haters it. tune in the most. Right, dude. I... I got no problem with somebody hating on me. You know what I mean? But if you're going to hate on me, hate on me for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, all right. So, you know, like I got like a bad tooth. Say something about the bad tooth or whatever. <laughs> but don't hate on like, you know, my fishing because I've been kicking everybody's ass in fishing forever. Exactly. So you can't really hate on that. No, never. <laughs> 
I but got your a, back. Boo, a, I got your back. But that's a big. T- <laughs> see, see how we're laughing about it. That's a big topic on on, um, you know, people's podcasts or people's, um, you know, interviews. But they they talk about how do they handle the hate, dude. I laugh at the hate. There's haters. But you can't like get upset about it. No. You can't like take it to heart like this dude said something bad. And plus, growing up in Fort Lauderdale. Because if you're happy (laughs) and you're passionate about what you're doing and you go to bed at night and you're not stressed out and you're living a good, you got a nice house here, you're living a good life. If you could go to sleep and put your head down at night, you know, that's all that really matters is that you're happy. Who cares what the haters think? You know what I really learned about hating in an early part of my life? When I transferred from Fort Lauderdale High School to St. Thomas Aquinas, I basically transferred because I wanted to be in their sports system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then as a junior, I ended up doing pretty well there. And then there was a bunch of kids that were already on the team. That at Lauderdale? No, at St. Thomas. So oh, when I transferred over, I started playing and stuff. And they didn't. And it was socially hard. Yeah. Because they hated it. But you were popular. You were the lady. You were quite the ladies' man. Oh, yeah, quite the ladies' man, but the same chick. I love oh. her. You have the best wife, but back, or yeah, but I meant, you know, you you had the look, you were in shape, you were always friendly. Try, always tried to be friendly. <laughs> always tried to be friendly, but I don't know. Middle school, I was more like the ladies' man. I was always friends with them all, dated them all for a little while. Did you go to Sunrise? Yeah. And Bennett for... I went to Walker. Oh. See, I did Bennett, Sunrise, Lauderdale. So I grew up on Los Olas. <laughs> I grew up on Los Olas, right? And if you didn't go to private school... You were looked down upon. No. <laughs> well, there was nobody here to look down upon you. There was hardly anybody here. But if you went to public school, you went to Walker Elementary if you lived on Los Olas. So oh, there was that's a, right. Yeah, there was one bus that would come down Broward and then come down Los Olas, pick up the nine or ten white kids that went to Walker <laughs> and then drop us off at Walker. So I went to Walker. It was, you know, 98% black. And then I played football at Holiday Park. I used to play tennis there with Chris Everett's dad was my coach. You know, that's another subject. But the um, (laughs) even today, Holiday Park football is all black. But anyway, between Mm -hmm. Walker Elementary and Holiday Park football, by the time I went to Sunrise Middle School, which was like 50-50, I knew all the black kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I went to elementary school and I played football on holiday. And then the, all the other white kids that I met that lived, you know, through Victoria Park. And I, exactly. I, I had to like, you know. Sunrise is still like that now because you're drawing people from over from Sunrise. And then the, you know, the districts here. The districts are all weird. Around yeah, there. they're weird. But now the people know how to jump through the hoops a lot better. And school, school, whether people say every school's bad, this school's bad, this school's bad, that. You know, they're all, people have all had their experiences in school, whether they like it, if their kid did bad at one school. So I think just teaching your kids to deal with all the different personalities and the, the bullies and keep them up to date on just. I got to I got to teach, not necessarily. You know I what? I you can't teach. sugarcoat these kids these days. They know more than you think they know. They know a lot. And thank God I have a, my daughter. She shared a lot with me. We're very close. So I was fortunate. Did any of your daughters ever take stuff from social media, like, to heart? Do what? Take, like, criticism from social media to heart, like, where it hurt them. 
Yeah. Yeah. My mm-hmm. kid's only 13. And I see it happening. Well, you they know, bully up. Them. These young girls bully up on each other, and it's bad. And they do it through social. Yeah. That's social media. That's, that's why you have to keep kids outside. See, that's crap. See, when we were kids, the same stuff would happen. But you then, would just meet on the corner right, at, but then you'd see after them at school PE. and have a fight. Right, exactly. I'll meet you on the corner. You're down. You're going down now. It's like you get shot. You're... <sighs> We won't get into that. Yeah, pod. that's a, that, that's, a that's like a whole different thing. But a, yeah, get your kids out. But they, I, they, you know, it's it's hard to teach the millennials and the youngsters that this social media stuff is bad. Well, you just it's it's bad for adults too. Yeah, but you can't take it. You can't take that negative angle and let it, you know, really, seriously. From hurt my you. experience with my kids and social media, and I'm on social media, I, you know. See, I'm I not going to sit here and be a hypocrite. I love Instagram. I love Facebook. I stay connected with people from 30 years ago. But the, the thing is, is teaching your children to have boundaries with social media, with getting out in nature, with whatever it may be. Like, my son knows, like, he loves that. His, he's on a roll every quarter straight, does his homework. Your grades are good. You can play your video games. But I give him boundaries. Weekend, you have to be with nature. Well, even with nature, and, and check out this angle, 99% of social media is fake. Mm-hmm. Now think about it like this. My social media, pretty plain and simple. I show my clients with their fish, and mm-hmm. people know that you know I'm catching a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. The thing that I show you on social media is 10% of what happened that day. I didn't show you the three hours where we were bored out of our skulls waiting for the fish to bite. Oh, yeah. Well, everything's edited to make. And that's what I mean. So people see the image of the guy with the big fish, and they just think, dude, that's the whole trip. Or the girl in the G-string with the perfect makeup and And listening skin. Even the stuff that, (laughs) that you can verify. Verify how you like that one? You know, that's it's true. Big in the, big in the media. Verify. verify. Even the stuff that you can verify, 90% of that, 99% of that is fake. It's true. That's true. That's fact. That's you, good editing. Did you know that anything that, uh, well, we have opinions on the Real Guy podcast, but we also do fact. Like, we don't say stuff. Yeah, it's all facts here, baby. Right. You and I, One facts. 100%. <laughs> kind of like the chicken and the mole got the same gizzard. <laughs> if you could Wikipedia that, people found it, and they're like, oh, yeah, they have a similar gizzard, but we had to do one step further and do a YouTube video on it, cut the mullet's gizzard out, cut the chicken gizzard out, put it side by side, and show you that it's scientific fact. <laughs> Kristen, I can't thank you enough for coming in tonight. I had a great time doing the podcast with Definitely. you. Definitely. Thanks for having me. And... We're going to go fishing, me, you, and the worm. We're going to do a tarpon trip down in Miami. Oh, I can't wait. And then maybe we can do a podcast with all three of us. For sure. That'll be awesome. Thanks again. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me. Right on. Run that dog. Peace out. (laughs) 